Uh, D.D. Doe, good morning. It's Craig on Rainbow Radio. I'm so happy to be here. The first first broadcast in the month of June. And what is June all about this year? Every year? It's Pride Month. And here we here we are. Oh, there, I, there's so much going on. I don't know where to start. But, you know, I can't give up the weather because I know that sometimes that's all the people tune in for. Imagine that. <laughs> They don't want it. They don't want to know more. So the weather today, 64 degrees, partly cloudy skies, a high. Oh, it's 64 and winds uh, 5 to 10 miles an hour. And humidity is 82%. It's um, partly cloudy skies early will give way to cloudy skies later. later. What's the difference between cloudy skies and partly cloudy? Um, hmm. Low 59, <laughs> 59 winds light and variable. And for the week coming up, we have... Much of the same all the way through, part mostly sunny, partly cloudy, partly cloudy, partly cloudy, and the same temperature all the way through the first uh, full week of Pride Month, uh, June 2023. And there's lots going on in the lovely city of Laguna, and I'm so, so happy to be a part of it. I've never seen, well, in the, what, since 2000, what, four? I've never seen so much activity going on in Laguna Beach regarding pride. It's it's amazing. I do have a guest that's going to call in a little bit later. Um, uh, well, fairly soon, actually. Kane Durham. Durham. Um, yeah. And I did want to, um, at the top of the hour, I wanted to make a comment about, oh, about, um, name um about the right vernacular when you address someone him her his she her hers them and their and i guess you know i first of all i want to say <laughs> i realize uh that that is very sensitive and rightfully so for many people and uh i misspoke last week um but let me let me say this it certainly wasn't intentional and i equate it to you know i'm well i'm older <laughs> and uh we become habit a lot of our responses become habits so i i equate it to you've been playing the piano for 30 years and someone moves the keys around and they kind of tell you and you know it but then you go to play it and you struggle with it you know and uh so that's what I'll put off my mistakes to. They certainly weren't intentional. And I misaddressed uh, my last guest uh, at the top of the hour. Apologize for it. Went on and, and got it correct a couple of times. And then I misstepped a couple more times. But it's, it's certainly not intentional, but it's difficult to remember. I do not want to disrespect anyone, particularly in the LGBTQ community. So uh, if I my actions were interpreted as such please it's uh it's not what i was uh, intending by any means and uh i will practice <laughs> i will learn to play the piano all over again if that's what it takes and typing the same thing they move the keys on the on the typewriter you know and your your fingers just go where they're supposed to where you think they're supposed to and you make another mistake. So I'll probably make a few more mistakes. That's part of live radio here, uh, wherever it is. Um, and uh, so uh, if I do, I, again, please know uh, nothing intentional here. So I, when, I get, uh, when I get my guest on this morning, 
uh, I'm going to ask this person, <laughs> Kane Durham, uh, how they prefer their pronouns be, because uh, it doesn't, I don't see where it says here um, in my message from Kane. So, and Kane could go either way, I would think. Yeah. And I did add on my uh, email, I did put him, hers, uh, uh, him, hers, no, he, him, her. <laughs> so I, I got that down uh, the way it's supposed to be. So I think my guest is calling in already, Kane. And I do have, uh, so let's see what Kane has to say here. Let's see if I can get this person <laughs> on the phone here. Kane, you're live on the air. How are you? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Okay. I First of all, I promised everyone I'd ask you how you prefer to be addressed in your uh, uh, person. You oh, know okay. you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know where to, <laughs> I don't know where to put are you, that. Are you asking me what my pronouns are? Your saying? pronouns. Yes, I'm going, all of a sudden my brain goes, what, what am I asking? Yes, your pronouns. <laughs> uh, my pronouns are he, him. Okay. All right. So that's, I, I'm glad I got that out of the way. I just had a long <laughs> apology about it. You know, I, I equate it to playing the piano and someone moves the keys around and you're not used to it. So while your mind says, you know, I know what I'm supposed to say, your fingers go in the wrong direction. And I, I had a, a faux pas last week and I promised not to do it. So uh, him, her, him, 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 his is what you are, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, he, him, his, yeah. He, him, his, and I put that on my email now at the bottom of my email. So I, I figured I'll join in with that. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think for folks that are not used to thinking about pronouns, it can be, it can take a minute to to get used to Thank to thinking you. about it, especially when you're talking about um, uh, pronouns uh, uh, like like they or like they them, um, you know, which are entirely valid. But you know, you're used to thinking about it in in one way your whole life, and then yeah. and then sometimes it takes a minute to redirect for fifty plus um, years. <laughs> absolutely absolutely but um but uh you know just like just like anything else when you're learning something new if you if you if you do your best and you're you know you're trying to trying to yeah. be respectful i think that's what's important thank mm -hmm. you i'm i'm very trying <laughs> at times <laughs> i absolutely i so I, I went so far as to look up uh the meaning of they and it is plural in in the definition so i think that's kind of where my brain disconnects but uh, what other word would be appropriate i don't know so i i understand where what what's going on there and again i'm going to do my best so uh, yeah. i can give you an example of the of the singular they that might um and especially for for your listeners that may not be used to that um sure if you so an example of how you would use the singular they, because um, you do it all the time without realizing it, right? Yeah. Say, for example, you know, you've ordered an Amazon package, and you know that the Amazon driver is going to be there at some point during the day, but you don't know what the, what the Amazon driver's gender is, right? Right. So you're going to say, oh, they're running late. I, when, when are they going to get here? Oh, I hope I see them soon. You're talking about one person. But That's true. you've taken gender out of the equation, so you use yeah. they, them. 
That's how okay. you use a singular they. Yeah, so mm -hmm. the, the rule is not like in any, everything in English, nothing, nothing is cut and dried. It's always exceptions uh, to the rule. Exactly. So uh, I wanted to say uh, a few things about my guest here. Uh, he <laughs> is one of the creators of Orange County's giant pride flag. And if you've lived under a rock, you may not have be aware of it, but as lead organizer of the first annual Huntington Beach Pride and the community organizer advocating for the queer community here in the, the Southland. Um, so he, Kane, is my guest this morning, uh, Colin. I just uh, didn't put an e-blast out about it. It was kind of, um, well, let's call in and let's just do it kind of a situation because as, as things are unfolding, uh, even in L.A. today, I guess there's a, a police presence where the uh, they burned the flag at the one of the schools, and there's another issue today with some protests and on both sides of the aisle, and it's not getting it's not pretty up there, I guess, this morning, unfortunately. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on, and the the big flag is one of them, and um, so I think it's a great opportunity for Kane to explain what the heck is going on <laughs> with this. Yeah. Yeah, and how did you? Uh, how did you say, okay, we're because someone had a brain child here that said, okay, let's get a big flag. <laughs> they don't like one smaller one. Let's get a big one. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right. Well, I'm one of um I'm one of a group, um our our little pride at the pier group. Um and uh the flag itself was the brainchild um of my friend Ashley Williamson. Um, but all there's a group of five of us um, that uh, really were kind of the the core organizers of this giant pride flag and the first annual Huntington Beach Pride. Um, and I do say first annual. We will be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this, um, you know, I think anybody, uh, anybody, especially within the queer community, um, who has been paying any attention at all. Um, knows that things are getting uh, a little tense, shall we say. <laughs> um, and, you know, Huntington Beach, it, it has a bit of a reputation, right? Whether yeah. it's earned or not is not for me to say, but it does have a reputation of being um, maybe not the safest place for um, for LGBT uh, community members, right? Um, and they uh, they recently had um, you know a, a shift in uh, the people that are on the the council. They had an election, a whole bunch of new members, um, and that city council um, they passed an ordinance um, that in effect bans the pride flag from being flown in an official capacity from city property. Um, and they had previously, for a few years before uh, this this ordinance, they had been flying the Pride flag during Pride season from Harvey Milk Day to the end of Pride Month. Um, oh, wow. About six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, which is a huge deal, right? Correct. Um, it's not something you would expect from Huntington Beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it but it makes a it makes a difference, right? And so this council came in and 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 passed this ordinance. Now the the five of us um, that were involved in this, um, you know, Ashley, myself, um, and our friends Sunny, Sally, and Melissa, 
um, we all were, um, you know, didn't necessarily all know each other, but we were all at the city council meetings where they were um, accepting public commentary on whether or not to do this ordinance. And I mean, obviously, you know, none of us are happy about the the decision of the conservative majority on the city council to pass this ordinance. But I think even more than that, we were really, uh, really startled by the rhetoric that was um, being said by the conservative folks um, within our own community that were at these meetings. Um, and those two things combined really motivated us um, to try to be more visible. And so yeah. it started with, like I said, my friend Ashley, this was really her brainchild. Um, we all started out with just going to the pier every Sunday. Um, and we had our, our pride at the pier. <laughs> uh -huh. um, so every Sunday after this ordinance was passed in March, uh, we were going out from 11 to 1 every Sunday with our own, you know, regular-sized pride flags. Yes. I wanted, to, visible. I wanted to interject mm -hmm. here because uh, – the listeners sure. may not know that when we say a large flag, it's thirty-five feet by by what? The size of it? Uh, it's uh, it's it's twenty-four feet by thirty-three feet. So it's a big boy. It's big. It is big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So mm -hmm. I want people to understand that this is not a small undertaking. Go. So go on. So so that's a long time to be there every Sunday, uh, for two yeah. hours. Yes. And and now. Yeah. So you stepped it well, up with a bigger flag. Yeah, well, and we, there were so many people, um, you know, we, we anticipated that there were going to be folks who uh, who took an issue with us being there, and there were. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what was more important than that was the amount of people every week who came to us and said, thank you. You know, oh. I'm a queer person in this community. Thank you for being visible. This is something that is scary for me to be visible, mm -hmm. you know, in, in this community. Thank you for doing that. Um, and so um, Ashley had the idea of, of just getting the biggest pride flag that had ever been flown in Orange County. That's how that started. And so we gathered, um, <laughs> we had a whole bunch of, uh, we had some donations from the, um, the, the Orange Coast huddle um, and bought a whole bunch of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we all got together and sewed together this flag, um, which is, uh, it's the colors of the progress pride flag. Uh, so for your listeners that may not be aware, um, that's the flag that's, uh, it's a little bit newer. It's not just the six colors of the rainbow pride flag. Um, it also includes, um, the blue, white, and pink for the trans flag, uh, which does include uh, the non-binary community. Yes. Um, and then uh, the black and brown colors uh, to be inclusive of the queer people of color in the community, um, which have historically been a little left out. Um, and so we have the 11 colors on this pride flag to be uh, as inclusive um, you know, as, as we can be. And um, yeah, on the on May 21st, the day before Harvey Milk Day, we went out and um, it was, oh my gosh, Craig, it was amazing. We got, <laughs> uh, at the peak of the event, we had over a hundred people there. Um, we had a whole bunch of speakers. We had um, Stephanie Wade from Seal Beach. 
spoke. Uh, Natalie Moser is one of the um, the city council members in Huntington Beach. She came out and spoke in support oh, wow. of this. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, we you know we had a we had a fun little uh, parade march, whatever you want to call it, down to the end of the pier, and um, <laughs> and we hung that giant pride flag for everybody to see for an hour um, over over the uh, over the waves crashing onto Huntington Beach's stores. Oh um, and I'm I'm really really excited that we were able to do that. A, a couple of things I want to say. First of all, uh, your group has been kind enough to offer the flag to be available for Laguna Beach's Pride event, which is on August 12th. And mm -hmm. uh, I can't. We we've already looked at a location for it because it's just such an important part of the of the goings on. So uh, yeah, so. But the other thing, too, I want to say is I see some similarities in some of the pushback that you have experienced with our recent um, getting together to get a rainbow-colored lifeguard tower here in Laguna Beach. And we're not mm. the first. I mean, we're the last of, of several, actually. And I think Laguna Beach should have been the first of several, but we're the last. And I have to say I was surprised at some people in the community that uh, – you know, I think in all fairness, they, they didn't understand the message, I feel, or understand what we were trying to express anyway. Maybe we didn't, weren't strong enough in, in expressing our communication, but the the Rainbow Tower, like your flag, is an expressive expression of uh, support and acceptance and diversity, and we called it the Rainbow uh, lifeguard tower of diversity. So what it's saying is that everyone is welcome. And some people were saying, well, you know, you're only inviting the gays in and that's not fair and yada, yada, yada. No, that's not what the flag represents. The colors represent all of the cultures of the world, the ethnicities, uh, politicals, whatever they are. It's non, it's, it's really non-political and it's non, I don't know, in a lot of non ways, it's non everything, but it, it's about, accepting people for whom they are to be their true selves. And and I, I feel like it's an expression that that you're welcome in this community. This community welcomes uh, every color of the rainbow. And so and I so I was very vocal about that at City Council and uh, in Stu News and on the program here, that that's what the intent is. And unfortunately, some people misunder have, I don't know, have feel differently for whatever reason. Uh, but there is a plaque that will be on it uh, that, uh, and it's going to be installed uh, the week of the tenth in this month. And uh, the plaque explains that that's just what it's about, and it's a big part of the culture of Laguna Beach because uh, we're so pleased. And I also say one other thing about flying flags: we had an ex uh, we've been out at the fair for going on three years, and. Um, we, uh, they had asked if, I don't know if it was the fair organizers had asked it, but they'd asked if the rainbow flag could be flown during that day. And then it came up that it didn't, it went up, the flag went up and it didn't come down. And we thought, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lot of pushback on it. And there were also some very unfortunate, um, I guess they were hate incidents, but some incidents within the fairgrounds that year that were headline news a bit uh, for what was going on. And the fair was thought, well, maybe this is 
you know, propagates that kind of attitude. And then, so they had a hearing or not a hearing, they had an open comment and you can go online. And I was there and a lot of people and in to their, our gratitude and to our pleasure and to the integrity of the fair administration, they said, no, this is what it means. It means that we accept everyone here at the fairgrounds and that's what it's about. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what it's about. And the flag will stay up and it's still there. Mm -hmm. So we have a few wins uh, (laughs) in in the process. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. And uh, so, you know, don't give up Kane. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think it's part of, uh, of uh, being visible is part of explaining what's going on and uh, part of, changing minds and attitudes. And, and I think that's real important. I mean, we have to look at how much has changed, um, you know, over the years I have had, I heard someone say somewhere in, and got repeated to me that, well, you know, things were really bad when I was young and now they're all, everything's much better. So I don't think this is anything that's going on now. And I have to say, no, what's going on now is real. And it is, and it, if it's not addressed, I think it could uh, fester and start really stinky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Well, go ahead. And it's so true. You know, I I was listening the other day to, um, I mean, speaking of different generations of, of the queer community, um, I was listening the other day to an interview with, um, with a fellow who, uh, he was at Stonewall, you know, during the Stonewall riots. He was, he was, he was one of the, you know, gay men who was dragged out by cops that night during that raid. So very much like, you know, uh, OG, right. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and he said in this interview, um, that he felt that it is worse now than it was, uh, when, you know, when he was a young man. Um, and, and the interviewer, you know, kind of paused at that and asked him to explain. And he stated, well, you have to look at the fact that, you know, right now in America, there are over 500 pieces of legislation that have been introduced just so far this year, um, that are, you know, attacking the queer community. In in fact, I'll add, I'll add to that. If you take any two prior years and add them, put them together they're, uh, with anti-legislation, they're not as much as the first half a year this year, where there's more. Yeah. It's, so it, it's, it's by far, I mean, it's a, it's a curve that's, that's exponential. And it, it is, it's, and, you know, I think in past years, we had isolated pockets and we had situations and they changed within that area. But this was a national um, cry out and um, aggravation, I guess, I don't know, that, that is uh, with media, social media, it's just, and it's become, um, we become the most visible target. And, the, and, and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of other targets out there, but uh, this one is uh, very spoken very easily uh, by, you know, conservative. And uh, I did see one congressman go, why are we bothering with trans people? <laughs> Yeah, I just thought, you know, it was so refreshing. It sounds kind of corny, but why are we bothering? And it's kind of like, don't we have other important things? And does it really matter if someone, their personal uh, 
path is different than ours. And, and he went on a, a, about, and he's a Republican, and he went on about it, you know. And I thought, mm -hmm. yeah, why, does, why don't people give him more of a, more of a voice in this? <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, I think that there are, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm of a younger generation. Um, I'm in my 30s. And um, I think that there are a lot of older, um, specifically gay people, um, you know, so like cisgender gay folks. Yeah. who have seen the right that that you know that are you know we you know i we've seen gay marriage uh we've seen you know gay people being allowed to adopt kids we've seen the fact that you know you you now can't be arrested for what you do in your own home right yeah. um and we've there's been a huge amount of progress um and so i think a lot of folks who have seen their own lives and their own rights and whatnot get easier, um, they have the tendency to go, well, all of these things that are affecting, um, you know, the trans community or, you know, or drag queens or members of the community that maybe don't stick out or maybe that stick out a little more than I do, like that doesn't affect me. And I mm -hmm. think that that's a terrible mistake to make because yeah. so much of the rhetoric is the same thing. You know, we, there's a lot of the, there's a lot of this idea um, that's being spread within conservative circles um, that talks about trans people um, as being groomers, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, even, you know, this, the flag is going to Seal Beach Pride next, um, it's <laughs> next Saturday, which I'd love to talk about later. But we have, there's a protest that's being planned um, to disrupt this pride event that's being called the keep our kids safe protest. Oh, this God. rhetoric about fearing for, you know, what, what are trans people doing to our kids? And it makes me think about how, you know, not even that long ago, that's the same language that was used against gay men. Yeah. Um, you know, transphobia really is just recycled homophobia, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of these things, you have the, you have the debate about trans people in bathrooms. And I think, you know, we see up, up in, um, up in LA County, just a few days ago, there was a masculine presenting queer woman who is a cisgender woman, mm -hmm. um, who was attacked in the bathroom up in the, the Glendale Galleria. Um, because she was being accused of being a trans woman in the woman's bathroom. Oh. So these things that are attacking the trans community um, or drag queens or gender nonconforming people, um, to assume that it won't also have a ripple effect on other members of the queer community, um, I, I, I think that's a, that's a risky move to take. Oh, no. And that's why our giant pride flag is not just the six colors of the rainbow right. flag, but the inclusive colors. Well, let me let me add to that, uh, Kane. I and you're that's Hawaiian for male, right? Kane. Um, that is that is uh, it is a that's not where the name comes from for me. It's uh, it's it is Hawaiian for male, but it also is. Uh, Irish Gaelic for battlefield. So. Oh, <laughs> well, take your take your pick. <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe maybe it's a blend, <laughs> but I, I did just kind of a side note.
But I remember mm -hmm. when the Briggs Initiative was before uh, California, and they wanted to fire all teachers that, uh, well, if mm -hmm. you were gay, you were you couldn't teach, and it was they wanted to put it into law, and uh, that if you did speak about gay stuff, you could be fired, you could be terminated. Uh, so, and and at, at that time, there was Anita Bryant, and there was all sorts of rhetoric all across the nation. And it got put back, it got put down, it got put away, but only because people stood up like you are doing now, but only because people back then stood up, one of be them being Harvey Milk. And it, it, so it's kind of like it's here again. And, and I thought, well, it went away. I, didn't it go away? Yeah, well, kind of, sort of, but maybe it's bubbling under the surface. And another comment on the dovetail and what you've said, I do think that there is an older generation, myself included, where we um, are kind of conditioned in our thoughts about uh, homophobic. And we, I feel I have been homophobic, even though I consciously say I'm not, but there's certain responses I have to things. I remember when I thought was, I would never get married because I'm gay and gays just don't get married. And I, I held that mm -hmm. thought until I was approached by a man and he was, and we were interested in each other. And he says, you know, I've got kids. And I thought, oh gosh, I can't get involved with him. He's got kids, you know, I, I can't. And I thought, what am I telling myself? You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, I'm carrying something that I learned as a young adult uh, into adulthood that was not true, was not accurate, was not fair to myself. And I think there's a lot of that that still goes on that uh, some older folks are kind of locked down uh, and not as progressive. And I understand it, but um, it doesn't make it okay, but I understand it anyway. So but to, yeah. to your expression, I do think what you're doing is vital, you know, um, and uh, good good on you for being so proactive. And I I do as much as I can in my way with the radio station and and articles and uh, being involved with Pride here in Laguna Beach. Um, it's been a, a wonderful experience for me. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I think I think that that raises a really good point. You know, you talk about how. Um, you know your own the way we absorb the we absorb the messages from society about ourselves yeah. right yeah. um even <laughs> if even if those aren't healthy messages yeah and you know i grew up in a very um conservative religious home and um i remember uh you know cuz i i uh i've come out twice right i came out when I was 18 as bisexual, uh, and then I came out, uh, you know, within the last couple of years as, uh, as a trans man. And um, I remember being 18, 19, 20 years old, going to San Francisco Pride and being embarrassed by the flamboyant gay. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, God, they make people like me look bad. Yeah. I just I don't want I don't want folks to look at these colorful, uh, you know, flamboyant, uh, you know. Just over the top people, that's how I viewed it at the time. Um, I don't want people looking at that and then thinking, you know, because I know that those people are being judged and I don't want to be judged and I'm not like that. And it took me a while to understand that I didn't have a problem with the, as I was seeing them, the flamboyant. Yes. Case. 
what was really happening is that I had this survival mentality in my head that I was so afraid. I, I, I had understood that I wasn't straight, but I, I was still trying to appease the people who were bigoted towards me. I thought that if I was just palatable enough, <laughs> if I could just fit in well enough, yes. that I would make them like me. Yeah. And it took a long time for me to understand that um, it at a certain point, sometimes it just doesn't matter how palatable you are. Yeah, I... If somebody has a problem, you know, you can be you can be Diana Ross, or you can be you know uh, you know super masculine, and and uh, and it won't make a difference. So just be yourself. Exactly. I think one a good example of what you were explaining there uh, is Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They have the, the latest version. They have one of the guys is very flamboyant and over the top. And I was telling a friend of mine, I said, you know, I just, the, the show is so much better than the first one, I feel like. And I feel like there's some sincerity in it. I said, I can't, they can't be staging all of it. Certainly they staged they certain amount of it staged, but there's certain parts of it you just, it's true. And they said, well, I can't stand to watch it. That guy's just too flamboyant. And just, it just makes me, <laughs> and I, and I said, well, is that what the message is? No, but they're just too. And I'm thinking that's what the problem is. Cause I'm, I see it too. And, and kind of have those thoughts. I'm thinking, no, that doesn't matter. That's the way he is. He, he is who he is, you know, and leave it mm -hmm. alone, you know, and what he does is, for the, for the people that participate in it is wonderful. And at the end of every program, they're all there. It's, there's a coming together. So I appreciate what you're saying. We don't want to be judged by the action of others and we want to protect ourselves, but you know, you're, you are who you are first and you're not someone else. So the heck with it. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So are you going to be on the pier this Sunday again? Um, not this Sunday. So the Pride at the Pier, we were doing it every Sunday um, up until the Huntington Beach Pride event. Um, okay. So we're no longer there every Sunday, um, but I can promise you queer people are there. <laughs> we're just not flying flags. Um, but uh, we, the next event that the giant Pride flag is going to, because as you've mentioned, we're it's it's uh, it's going to be traveling. Um, the next event it's going to be at is the Seal Beach Pride, which we're very excited about. Um, and you know, our event in Huntington Beach was a you know it was a smaller event because we you know we only had a couple <laughs> a few weeks to put it together. Yeah. Uh, but the Seal Beach Pride is going to be a proper Pride festival. Um, and, uh, it is, you know, it's a queer led event. We have, um, a whole bunch of performers, um, you know, queer artists, musicians, uh, we've got a number of, uh, speakers that are going to be coming. Uh, we have uh, a whole bunch of, um, uh, folks that are tabling the event, um, you know, really great resources. Um, and we are planning to display the flag during that event. And that no. is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and you know what, uh, I think, I think it's, it's this, this, of the way, the way that we've had some pushback, um, from, uh, conservatives in the area from this event is a really good example of how, um, the, it's a very good example of how the um, 
there are some areas that get a lot of attention, yeah. uh, like Huntington Beach. Everybody knows, like it's nationally known, right? Yeah. Um, and Seal Beach is a smaller town, right? And I, I, people who don't live in this area don't know where Seal Beach is. Um, and so it doesn't get that attention. But we've actually had more pushback, uh, considerably more pushback in Seal Beach than we had in Huntington Beach. Um, mm. And um, there was actually a, an individual who said, uh, you know, well, Seal Beach isn't alternative friendly like Huntington Beach is. Which really should say. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so we, yeah, there's been a lot of pushback. They actually, unfortunately, there's been a, a a bit of a coordinated campaign from some of the conservative folks in the area um, uh, trying to get sponsors to pull out of the event. Um, and, that, you know, a lot of fear mongering saying that it's a drag queen event and whatnot. That's going to dovetail into my next comment here. Yes. There was a study. Uh, they did a survey, CNN, and it was out this morning. And the question in the survey was, uh, is it in the business best business, the best business interest of companies to embrace Pride Month? And the results were 61% yes to 39% no. And that's huge. I mean, that's by far uh, way over the top. And uh you know, and like with Target, I wish, I, I think there's a lot of very vocal, angry, very vocal, visible people that put it out there and create a, create a stir. You know, and like with yeah. Bud, Budweiser, I, and the, well, the thing is Budweiser sales are down, I think like 20%, but did, they don't know why. They don't know why is it the gays quit drinking it because the Budweiser's not really standing on their ground and they're, and being what they purported to be for so many years and, and supported the community so much for so many years, or is it because mm -hmm. there's some anti-gay people that are, are not, so no one knows, but I, I, I wish we could know, because I do think that the community would really support Budweiser if they really stood up. And the same goes for Target. You know, mm -hmm. I think the community would really support Target if they said, you know, um, if some folks don't like it, that's it's our business and we're running our business the way feel we feel is the most equitable and fair way to run a business, you know, and they're entitled mm -hmm. to that, you know, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> no, that's absolutely interesting. Well, and I think that this is a good example of what allyship really means. Um, I think you know, I, I think we all know that most of these companies, um, you know, regardless of whether or not, regardless of what the opinions of the, you know, the folks making these decisions are, um, at the end of the day, they 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 make the moves that they make because of profit, right? Right. Um, right. And um, which I think is why a lot of folks have been wary of what. Um, what is sometimes dubbed rainbow capitalism, right? Uh, well, yeah, um, that could be. Yeah, I could are see Are you that. familiar with that term? Yeah, I hadn't heard it quite yeah. like that, but yeah, it makes sense, you know. Yeah, well, and it's the, it's the you know, uh, you know, gay people have money too, right? <laughs> right, well, for so long it was dismissed, you know, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, and I, and I remember, um, you know, I was, I was, uh, in my in my late teens, when we really started seeing, you know, big companies, um, you know, step out in support, 
Um, and I, and at the time I heard people saying, well, this isn't real allyship. They're just doing it to make money. And I thought at the time I thought, well, I don't care. You know, if, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're here supporting, then, then I'll take it. And I, and that is, that is a valid point, but the, I think what we're seeing now, Target is a wonderful example of this, is that, um, it's, it's one thing to have a stance when it's based on principles, and it's another thing to have a stance when it's based on profit. And I get it; businesses are businesses. You know, profit is going to be it. Profit will be, um, you know, the leading the leading incentive. Yeah. Um, but um, if you're going to be an ally, um, then you be an ally even when it's uncomfortable. We, I, and I think this is what we've seen with Steel Beach. I do want to say this. I think you know, I'm not I'm not going to name anybody or any organization because that's not what this is about. But we, you know, there have been um, a few, uh, you know, allies who were supporting the Steel Beach um, efforts that pulled out after getting people complaining about it. And um, and I see, think I, that don't you think, Kane, that some of them are just a little too hyper concerned, too sensitive that you know uh, that they they're af afraid of those few people that are so vocal and they're dismissing the masses that that think it's not important, you know, and and want mm -hmm. you know I that's what I think. I think that they're they're. I don't over overreacting, um, but then I'm not running yeah. the business and I don't know what's going on. You know, I can't, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it from a distance, but you know, I, I do think if it would just take one business that Coors, I remember when every, every gay bar would never serve, serve Coors because they had a very strong, um, I guess, uh, faith-based, but very conservative judgmental faith-based, um, component from the, uh, family that owned Coors. Well, it's come around. Of course, no longer owned by the family. I, I understand, and Coors, I think, became the favorite, and um, yeah, because they they yeah. responded to it. And I think that mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's again, it's easy for me to say I don't run the business and I'm not worried about losing that income, but it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so you kind of want to hedge your bets. But it's easy to say that I if just I feel like if just one prominent business just stood up and said, you know what, we're not going to listen to this noise. We're going to do what we feel is uh, the the responsible thing to do and the honorable thing yeah. to do and, and stand mm -hmm. our ground. And I just think the community would just totally be behind them and uh, yeah. it would be a very financial good decision <laughs> if you want to put I, it I down. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> the finances. Yeah, I do agree. You know, I'm. I have only a few minutes left of this hour, and I'm oh, and sure. my replacements. My replacements here, and I. I invite you back this month at, with some updates. I want to. We want to know how the these other events go, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you in August yourself. Absolutely. Here, can I give a a, a, a final shout out? On I was going to say a little more. Please give a yeah. shout out. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Seal Beach Pride. Um, I, we really, really hope that um, that your community down here in Laguna Beach can can come up and join us for it. It is going to be June 10th from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, at Eisenhower Park in Seal Beach, right by the beach. 
Okay. Um, and and even more than that, if anyone is interested in volunteering for the event, um, which you know we're we're looking to uh, to help create this uh, create the safest event as we can for our community, um, to please reach out to me. Um, and I'll I'll shout out my my Instagram handle is the probably the best way to get a hold of me if that's all right. Sure. Um, that's going to be Kane spelled K A N E underscore in i n underscore socal so kane underscore in underscore socal um and if folks are interested in volunteering uh if they just dm me there um you know we'd love to we'd love to have the support all right thank you so much i've actually i'm i am uh one minute left and i have to make an apology for some other uh information I uh, indicate I would share on the airs today and I've run out of time but I I swear to you I'll get to it next week maybe I can extend my show a bit next week and get everything in that I want to get in uh, but this was very important and very timely and I'm so glad you were here Kane and hopefully you can come back again uh, love everyone thanks for tuning in on this beautiful Saturday here in Laguna Beach during the first week of Laguna Beach Pride and Pride all around the globe thank you bye-bye <laughs> Say goodbye, Kane. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>